Hello, everybody. It's Zach back here with Clutch Crew Sports. And today I'm joined by Nathan and Eric. So we've got a different cast of the crew in this episode. Uh, and and today we're going to go over our NFL's Week 4 predictions and college football's Week 5 predictions. So, And then also later at the end of the show... We're going to be showing you guys our fantasy lineups because this is an important week in our Clutch Crew Fantasy League as I'm going up against Nathan and Eric and Connor are going up against each other. So all four podcasters are playing each other this week. It's the only week of the season where we have that going on. So definitely going to be keeping an eye on those two specific games for our league. And they're going to be pretty important ones, as uh, as that one between Eric and Connor is really going to potentially save someone's season. Uh, but we've still got a ways to go, and uh, and I know I know Connor's been frustrated with his team, but uh, I wish him luck in, in his next game. But I wish Eric luck too. Only one I don't wish luck is Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll start out covering the college football games uh, probably for the next 20, 25 minutes. So if, if you just want to go to the NFL, skip ahead. But we're going to be talking about college first. And the first game on our lineup here is number 12, Penn State at Maryland. Penn State is uh, six and a half point favorites. And I'm the only one with Maryland. Uh, honestly, the reason I picked Maryland was because I let Connor pick Penn State first. Uh, so I actually, you know, waited for him to make his pick because every time he's picked in a Maryland game, he's been wrong. And uh, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that uh, that I've picked a certain team wrong every time, or someone else has picked another certain team wrong every time. But like. We all, but those aren't close. Like the ones that he's picked Maryland wrong in, like the the time Maryland beat Syracuse, really lopsidedly, I had Maryland in, and then the time when Temple beat Maryland, Maryland was like a seven point favorite, and they actually ended up losing the game. So it's not like those games have been close for the spread. So that I guess that's why we noticed it, you know, so so much, but. He went with Penn State, and I went with Maryland because of that. Nate, you went with Penn State. Um, what? So you you think Penn State's going to win by by a touchdown or more in this? I assume. I think so. I was super high on Maryland um, last week before they lost to Temple, um, so I think I'm kind of cooled off on them. Um, I th- I think Penn State's going to. Um, get it done. We always have the talk about, you know, September Maryland, you know, always goes out there and puts up crazy numbers. I think they're going to, um, I thought they might've been for real this year, but after the last week's game, I think they fall back down to earth. Yeah. Uh, the next game, a pac 12 matchup, Arizona state at number 15 Cal, uh, Cal's favored by five points. And I'm the only one with Arizona state. Connor and Nate have Cal and, the reason I picked Arizona State is, and I think they'll actually win the game, even though they lost uh, in an upset last week to Colorado, 
but I think Cal's a little bit overrated. I mean, they're ranked 15th, but still, they're Cal. Nobody takes them really seriously. And Arizona State seems to show up for these big games. Like, they beat Michigan State twice the past two years. Uh, they, This is the kind of game that, that they seem to be able to win on the road against ranked teams. And the fact that Cal is five-point favorites makes me want to take them even more uh, to get those five-point security in case Arizona State loses by, like, a field goal. But, uh, but yeah, I'm not too concerned about their loss to Colorado just because I think Colorado's a pretty good team. And those are the kind of games that I don't expect Arizona State to win. But I actually expect them to win these more difficult matchups, as weird as that might sound. But uh, Connor and Nate have Cal, and I'll let Nate say why his Cal pick, why he picked Cal. I think, uh, just in my opinion, I think Arizona State is a little bit too, you know, all over the board to start the season. I mean, they barely beat Sacramento State to open the year, and they had that upset versus Colorado. But I think they're going to be kind of coming down off that. They're playing another team this week, which I personally think is a lot better than um, – Colorado and any team they played. I think that Cal defense is pretty strong. They held Washington, which is traditionally an offensive powerhouse, below um, 20 points, I believe, last week or two weeks ago. Um, so I think their defense is going to get it done. I think they'll win by more than five. I'm, I think it could be at least 10 points. Okay. Um, win for Cal. All right. Uh, Texas Tech at number six, Oklahoma. And Oklahoma's 25-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm the only one taking Texas Tech here. And my reasoning behind this, I think Oklahoma wins the game. But this is a Big 12 shootout. And Oklahoma's defense is bad. I mean, they're better than last year's defense, but they're still not very good. And I don't see any way that Oklahoma's going to win by more than 25 in this. I think Oklahoma wins by, like, maybe 14 points or so, but it could be even be less than that. It could come down to the last possession, but obviously these two teams are going to be putting up a lot of points, and I don't see like Oklahoma scoring like 80 or something like that, and then Texas Tech scoring like 40 or 50. Like I, I think Oklahoma will win scoring like maybe 50-something, and then Texas Tech in the 40s. So that's 25 and a half points was so much more than I thought it would be. That, that's why I went with Texas Tech here. And they're not a bad team either. So I was I had a tough time with this pick at first. Um, I was thinking along the same lines. You know, this is probably gonna be a, thought it would probably be a shootout. Um, just with traditionally the way these teams were played. But I went I went back and looked at uh, Texas Tech's um, game so far this year, and they really haven't been um, the offensive powerhouse we're used to. Um, them being, they haven't really, they haven't really scored as many points um, as in previous years, and their defense is still, you know, just as bad as it has been. They let up uh, over 30 points to an FCS team a few weeks ago, so I think, I think Oklahoma is going to shred them on defense, which we obviously expected, um, but I don't think this year they have the firepower to um, keep up with Oklahoma, so that's why I'm picking, I'm going with that spread, even though it is a little bit high. My opinion. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was. I, this is my first time just like really looking at all this since I'm not mm-hmm. a college predictor. But um, yeah, I I would have thought 
along the same lines as Zach. But now after hearing about Texas Tech not being quite as good on offense as they are normally, that that makes it interesting. That's that's going to be interesting to watch because seeing a Texas Tech team favored to lose by 26, that's crazy. But that that's one I'll have my eyes on this weekend for sure. Yeah, I assume that's going to be like a noon kickoff since it's up it here is. at the top of the thing. So, so that might be a noon one of the best, better noon games to watch. Uh, but moving on, Northwestern at number eight, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, 24-point favorites. And I'm the only one with Northwestern here. Uh, I just like the 24 points, honestly. I think Wisconsin wins the game, but I don't... I mean, they've looked so dominant lately. It's just, I don't think that can continue that so dominant, you know, their wins. Um, so I think Northwestern has a good enough defense to limit Wisconsin's offense to like maybe 35 points and then hope. And then I have faith that Northwestern can score maybe 17 to 20 points, getting some garbage time points and covering the spread here. But I still like Wisconsin winning the game. That's just how I think the game will go. So. I'm, I agree with that. Northwestern always has a great defense. Um, that kind of gave me pause when making this pick. But I just think Wisconsin, um, you know, the way they've been blowing teams out lately, I think they've um, got the tools to get it done. I think Jonathan Taylor is a legit Heisman candidate. Um, I watched some of that game versus Michigan last week, and he's every bit as advertised. And that's, that was supposed to be a pretty solid Michigan defense as well. They rated top 10, I believe. Um, obviously, they're a little bit overrated, as we've now seen. But I think Jonathan Taylor's going to go out there and get it done and um, help carry Wisconsin to a big win over Northwestern. Yeah. All right, so moving down the list here. Middle Tennessee State, or no, MTU. Who is – let's get the – let get this right. <laughs> so we don't even know who I thought... <laughs> Do you, Nate, do you know – because, like, when I saw, honestly, I thought it was Middle Tennessee State, but that, if it's MTU, uh, that doesn't make sense. Let me look here. Uh, I, I oh, it is. Okay, it is Middle Tennessee. Oh, you just forgot the uh, the S in there. Oh, I didn't make. Connor made this, so Connor I. Connor made it. Yeah. It's his fault. Yeah, so. There. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's what I thought it was Middle Tennessee originally, but, you know, let me put that's the right, S in. I, see when I made the pick. All right, so. That doesn't change anything, obviously. But, yeah, so we all have Iowa winning by more than 24.5 points. That's the spread. Uh, Iowa's looked pretty good this year. And I'm not too sure about Middle Tennessee State, but I think Iowa can win this by more than 24 points. I I think this is going to be more of an easier game for Iowa to play in. Uh, They're at home, so uh, I like them to be able to cover this maybe by six or seven points. So I agree. I think it's probably going to be a blowout. Um, just type of game it's going to be. So I think that 24.5 spread is pretty fair. Yeah. This instance. Um, moving along here, Rutgers at Michigan. Michigan 28-point favorites, and we all picked Michigan. They slipped to number 20 in the college football rankings, but... Uh, Rutgers is just so bad that Michigan, this seems like the kind of game that, I mean, Michigan, 
wins these wins the games they're supposed to win. That's not been their problem. The games against Rutgers and Illinois or Indiana's, they they win these games. So I have faith that they'll be able to win by more than twenty eight. I mean, they were embarrassed last week. That should give them extra motivation to to rub it on Rutgers. They're at home, so they don't have to travel. Uh, I really think that this is kind of a, a smaller spread than what I was predicting. So that's why I went with Michigan. Yeah, Zach pretty much summed up um, my point perfectly. Uh, the reason Michigan's always rated top 25 is because they got gotten blowout teams like Rutgers, Indiana, all that. So I, I you know, I think they're, they were overrated to start the year, but I don't see it, have any problems with them beating Rutgers by more than 28. Yeah. All right, so our first SEC matchup of the week, number 23, Texas A&M at Arkansas. Texas A&M, 23.5-point favorites. And we've all got Arkansas on this. I think Texas A&M wins, but it's still too many points for me to to pick them to win. And I know Arkansas is not very good, but at least it's at home for them. And Texas A&M has been pretty underwhelming, to say the least, in their first couple of games. I thought they would do a lot better against Auburn. So they're really one of those teams that you could argue shouldn't even be ranked right now. But they are at 23 and the 23-and-a-half-point spread, I, I think Arkansas can cover that. But still, Texas A&M should win this game. If they don't, then they've got some serious issues going on uh, because this would, be a, this would be a huge upset if Arkansas would, would win it. I agree. Pretty much any other top 25 team I would have picked to cover the spread. Um, I think Arkansas is just that bad this year. But Texas A&M does give me pause after the way they played versus Auburn last week, who they are a good team, but their offense isn't there. I don't see the offense putting up more than 30 points this week, even though Arkansas isn't great. And obviously it's going to be hard to cover a 24-point spread you know, if you're not going to score that many points. So I think Arkansas will cover, but still lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson, number one team in the country at North Carolina. Clemson, 26.5-point favorites, and we've all got Clemson. And, th- I mean, just look at this game compared to the one before that we talked about, the Texas A&M and Arkansas. For three, mo- for three more points, Clemson, the number one ranked team, is favored to win. Like, that's such a disparity, in my opinion. Like, Arkansas versus North Carolina, they're about even. Some would even argue North Carolina's better than Arkansas has been. So the fact that you're only getting three more points, and obviously the difference between Texas A&M and Clemson is huge. I mean that, like, that's just telling right there. Like, if I were to, all right, I, I didn't want to do this, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna lock this. Clemson's gonna lock. Win. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Locking it, folks. Well, look at the different. I mean, and I'm not just gonna lock. This I'm gonna lock both this and the Texas A&M Arkansas. This is gonna be like a double, not a double lock, as in like a I'm double locking one game, but it's gonna be a two game lock. I mean, the three point difference between this, it's crazy to me. Like they're both going on the road. They're playing Arkansas, and North Carolina, pretty similar. I'd think I'd say even North Carolina's a little bit better, but twenty that. Yeah, lock this, guys. 
You're like really torn on this. <laughs> no, I'm not torn. I'm not like torn, but like frustrated. Like I yeah, like you gotta. Yeah, that wasn't the right word, but yeah. I, I'm not torn yes. in my decision. It's just like I'm just like stunned at the spread. Your mind is blown. To... That's what I meant to say. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right. That's why I'm having pauses right now. It's just I'm looking at this for the first time, really looking at these two side by side. I can't find out why it is. Yeah. I, I really can't because Clemson's so much better than Texas A&M right now. I don't know. Thirty-five point spread for Clemson would have been reasonable. I, yeah. I still might have picked Clemson at that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I got that out of the way. <laughs> recoup. Recoup. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss at number two, Alabama. Alabama's favored by 34 and a half. And Nate's the only one taking Alabama. I definitely don't think Ole Miss is going to come away with the upset considering this is in uh, this is in Alabama. But 34 and a half is too much. And most of the games I've picked have been the spread underdogs because I just think it's too many points other than that Clemson one. But 34 and a half. Um, Ole Miss has actually looked decent this year. A lot better than I thought they would considering that Cal game. They almost could have won that. Uh, but 34 and a half is a little bit, a little bit much for me to take Bama in this one. Considering Bama only won by like a touchdown more against Southern Miss, I I think the difference between Southern Miss and Ole Miss is more in the touchdown. But that's true. I mean, I think Alabama's gonna be a little bit more dialed in. You know, as the season gets goes, it's going along. You know, they got more players, uh, getting more playing time, all that type stuff. Um, I don't know, I, I think thirty four points pretty. I I could see that pretty reasonably. Um, just the talent disparity is pretty huge, obviously. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Before you keep going, Zach, yeah. if you scroll back up, just with your references you were talking about with the A and M Arkansas game and the Clemson UNC game. I mean, if you compare the Clemson and UNC game with the Ole Miss and Alabama game, those two games next to each other, you've got the number one team getting a twenty-six and a half point favorite against you know, not a great team. But then you've also got the number two ranked team who's favored by eight more points over a team that I would argue is better than North Carolina and Arkansas both. So that, that just yeah. kind of what you were saying earlier, like even more, I think like I, I can definitely see why you're uh, for sure locking the Clemson and North Carolina game for sure. Like, that 26 and a half seems like generous compared to the 34 and a half that Bama's going to have to cover in their game. So yeah, maybe because Clemson's on the road is why they did that. Uh, whereas Alabama's the roads the normally, normally when, uh, well, I went too far up, but normally when, when you make these odds, you normally give three points to the home team every time. So the home team normally gets three points. So in the Texas A&M, Arkansas, Arkansas, if it was at Texas A&M, it'd probably be 26. Uh, if it was at Clemson, it'd probably be 29. So normally that's only a three-point difference, but this is an eight-point difference. So it's like around five points more for for Bama. Interesting. But, and, and if you guys are kind of, uh, you know, maybe, you know, want, don't 
I, here's my record down here, 38-25. Uh, so I have a greater than 500 record. Um, yeah, Zach, like, you've actually been games. pretty good with this. <laughs> and and <laughs> these are with the spreads, too. It's not like picking the right teams. Obviously, I'd be much better at that. But still, 38-25 is a pretty good percentage of, of winning. So uh, I feel when I f- say I feel confident about something, I I think that's telling, uh, considering my success in this in the college picks. But moving down here, and I don't do a ton of research either. I'm not like up at night, you know, doing next gen stats on these games. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's just kind of my gut. I, I go with my gut a lot of times, and yeah, you sound like a good thing for it. Yeah, I don't really look yeah. too much at stats, too. I, I look at a lot of eye tests when I watch these games, too. Uh, I'll watch little bits of these games between teams, and, and I get... And, and that's what I take a lot, too, into consideration, other than just pure stats. But uh, Virginia at Notre Dame, and uh, this is a double... Both these teams are ranked. Virginia's ranked 18th, Notre Dame is ranked 10, and Notre Dame is an 11-point favorites. Uh, Nate and I have Virginia. Connor's got Notre Dame. And I know Virginia has been kind of underwhelming a little bit recently, but it's the 11 points that I really like in this. Uh, I don't expect Notre Dame to win by more than this. I think they win, but it's going to be a real close game. So the 11 points makes me go with Notre Dame. I mean, Virginia. Uh, Nate, I assume you're along the same lines. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I think UVA is a little bit undervalued here. It should definitely be a um, closer spread. If it, was, if it was ND like 7 or 3 or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe I would have went with Notre Dame, but um, I think 11's too high. Yeah. All right, so USC at Washington. Washington, 9.5 point favorites. And, Nate, you were the only one taking USC in this. Uh, Washington's looked good the last couple weeks. They had uh, a few weeks ago... They lost to to Cal, and then I kind of felt unsure about them going forward. But they've won their last couple games pretty pretty solidly against quality opponents. Uh, they're at home in this one, I think, is big for them. And USC is now down to their third quarterback. I want to say I want to say it's their third quarterback. So uh, Washington, I I think is gonna kind of take control of this game i tend you know nine and a half is less than 10 so if i if they only win by 10 i get that nod you know it's only half a point but still you only need half a point to win so so that's why i like washington to win by at least 10 i think they'll win by more than that but but since it's only 10 i feel comfortable with taking them here so i'm picking usc to win straight up Oh, okay. Um, not with the spread. Yeah, I'm going with the upset here. Um, I think USC has been sneaky good. They are down to their third quarterback, but they've played a lot better um, than most people thought, more more so than I thought, which kind of speaks to the overall talent of their team. Yeah. Um, I think Washington, they definitely have the talent there on offense, but really the only quality team when I'm looking at their record they played was Cal, and they lost to them by one point in week two, so... I think they're a little bit, not that 17 is super highly rated, but I think they're a little bit overvalued here. I think USC 
can definitely is in position to go and uh, make an upset this weekend. Okay, that's that's one to keep our eye on. Uh, Indiana at number twenty-five, Michigan State. Michigan State fourteen and a half point favorites. I went with Michigan State. Connor went with Indiana. Nate also went with Michigan State. Uh, quite frankly, guys, I'm not picking Indiana after that embarrassment that they had against Ohio State. I mean, geez, that. This is only 14 and a half points. That game was like 20 something points. Uh, but yeah, it's at it's it's home for Michigan State. Uh, I the 14 and a half means that they're going to need probably 17 to win. But still, I I can't take note. I I mean I can't take Indiana after that Ohio State failure that they had. So even though Michigan State's not as good as Ohio State is, I think this is going to be a similar. Easy win for the Spartans. All on the same page here. I think it's an easy yeah. cover for Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Towson at number nine, Florida. Florida 37-point favorites. We've all got Florida. Uh, they won by 31 against Tennessee. I think they can win by more than 37 against Towson. Yeah. Um, I, I'm Quite frankly, I've never heard of them before. And let me do a little, little research they're FCS, obviously. Yeah, so they're they're from Baltimore County, Maryland, geographically. And let's find their uh, find their mascot out if they have one. Oh, that's our uh, town. You have to look, oh yeah, you have to look up there. <laughs> Towson football. All right. Okay, I mean they were founded in 1866. So they've got history. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Tigers. Tigers. Wow, that's creative. Yeah, I'm picking Florida now because they yeah. get a better name than the Tigers. <laughs> <Florida>. I mean, <laughs> Florida by 45. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that. about right. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State at number seven, Auburn. Auburn's 11 point favorites, and I'm the only one taking Mississippi State here. I think this is going to be an upset alert game. Uh, kind of like Nate said, he thinks. Uh, Washington might lose. I think Auburn might lose this. Mississippi State looked really good against their win against Kentucky last week. And I'm still not sold on Auburn. I mean, I know that they've won a couple of big games now, but eventually they're going to lose one of these type of games to one of these middle-of-the-road SEC teams. And I like Mississippi State better than I guess most people do. And plus the 11 points um, makes me want to take Mississippi State in this. I don't have great confidence in predicting this upset, but I'll predict it. Uh, but with the 11 points, I like that combined with my thoughts on, on how the game will go. I'm picking Auburn here. Um, I think 11 points is pretty fair, um, fairly manageable spread. Um, I, think, I think Auburn has shown that they've been a little bit shaky on offense at certain points as Bo Nix kind of gets, um, you know, through some of his freshman struggles. But I do think that they showed off some of their talent last week. They definitely have speed and space as they learn how to kind of, you know, exploit that more. Um, I think they're going to – I think the talent's definitely above Mississippi State. I don't think they're going to have too much trouble with it. And even if it's a close game, I think they've shown versus – um, Oregon, some of those teams, they can have the uh, 
strength to win those close games as well. So I think 11 points is um, fair for Auburn. All right. Uh, fair point, fair point. Connecticut at number 22, UCF. This is Nate's school here. Uh, we've all got nice. Connecticut. Um, UCF's a 42-point favorite. And Nate wasn't on the episode of last week, so he wants to kind of talk about last week's game, uh, the loss to Pittsburgh, and what he, what he feels about the team after, coming after that. All right, that was, that was definitely a tough um, way to lose a game as a fan. You know, he started out slow, made that huge comeback, and then kind of choked it away at the end there. But um, I didn't get a chance to be on the show last week, but that was a game I definitely called as a trap game. I picked Pitt to cover, um, but then they ended up winning uh, straight up. But um, I think overall, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter and in the media this week about UCF being, you know, overrated, um, not being, um, you know, worthy of being a top ten team, like nationally relevant, and all that stuff. Um, I'm I'm happy though with their rating of 22. I was surprised. I thought they would drop totally out of the top 25. I think 22 kind of shows that they've gained some respect uh, among the national media. Um, but as far as UCF kind of going away now, that's, that's the main thing I've um, seen on social media is that a lot of people are, especially Florida, Florida State um, fans, are kind of ready for UCF. Florida State yeah. fans shouldn't talk at all. I know. <laughs> but they're... Nonetheless, they're still talking about how they're excited that UCF's finally going to be out of the spotlight after their, <laughs> you know, national championship claim a couple years back. Um, but I, I simply don't think that's the case. Um, I don't think, obviously, UCF had any real shot at the playoff this year. Um, so the goal always is just to make that New Year's Six Bowl, which is definitely still within their grasp. Uh, if they went out the rest of their games, win the conference, that's definitely still on the table. You know, the chance to go up against a top 10 uh, Power 5 team and potentially have another, you know, game like the Peach Bowl a few years back. They would need a Boise State loss um, as they're probably the only other team that's really going to challenge them for that group of five um, bid. But I think UCS season is still um, very much alive um, after that upset. Okay. And then moving on, Kansas State at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, four-point favorites. Kansas State ranked 24. I'm the only one with Kansas State here. Uh, Kansas State's coming off a bye week, so they've got some rest going in their favor. Oklahoma State came off a loss to Texas, I want to say. And it was a pretty close game, so they've got to be feeling good about themselves. But... Uh, the fact that Oklahoma State's four-point favorites is why I took Kansas State here. I think it's a really close game. It could go either way, but I think it's still going to be like a field goal type of a game. And so if Oklahoma State does win by a field goal, I've got that covered with the spread. So, so that's why I'm going with Kansas State. Um, I'm kind of on the same page here with that four-point spread. It's kind of a game that can go either way. Um, I picked OK State to win straight up just because I just gave them the advantage of being at home, um, having that kind of aspect going for them. So I always won't be surprised if Kansas State won, but um, this pick I had a little bit of trouble making. Yeah. Uh, number five, Ohio State at Nebraska. Ohio State 17.5-point favorites, and we've all got Ohio State. 
I mean, combined with Nebraska's struggles and Ohio State's really dominance the the past couple games, I mean, they leapfrogged uh, Oklahoma one spot in the rankings just because of how many points they were scoring, like 70-plus points. And I guess I know it's not against great competition, but still, that offense gets rolling. I, I have no doubt that they can score a lot of points in this. And I've got serious questions about Nebraska, even though it's in Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska is, I think, kind of becoming like Tennessee in a way of like a proud, you know, proud historical franchise. Or not franchise, but but college. <laughs> and uh, and now they're on like hard times and stuff. People just aren't energized for a Nebraska football season as they once were uh, until they start winning these big games. So I've got Ohio State. They're going to roll, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I think Ohio State's going to win this one easily. I'm kind of surprised College Game Day went out there for this week. Obviously, it's a big matchup name-wise, but I think Ohio State's going to win by more than 17. Yeah. Uh, I don't know That's that many. Game for a game week. College so Game Day. like College Game Day is going to that game. That's the game they picked. I, I guess so. so. Yeah. Aim. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was like, why would you? Probably Washington or yeah, Notre I would, Dame. I would have gone, gone to Washington. Well, Notre Dame got it last week. Or, oh, okay. oh, did Georgia? They? Or no? It was in Georgia. Or was that? Was that Georgia last week? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was in Georgia, Georgia. Notre Dame last week. So. All right, uh, Washington State. Uh, sorry, I, I just I, I when I heard that I was like, oh, I have to I have to pitch in on this. <laughs> yeah, that seems kind of weird. <laughs> um, Washington State at number nineteen, Utah. Utah six and a half point favorites, and we've all got the Cougars winning over the Utes. Uh, <laughs> took me a second there to think of Utah, but they're the Utah Utes. Uh, I think this is a game Washington State went straight up. I'm really surprised that they had lost to Cal or not Cal uh, UCLA last week. I mean, they gave up just an insane comeback to UCLA. Uh, yeah. Wait, what was that? You said seven points, Nate. Sixty-seven points. Oh, sixty-seven points. Yeah, <laughs> it was insane. I I still think Washington State's a good team, and I've been under the assumption that Utah's been overrated this whole time and they finally got a reality check. I didn't expect them to lose it their game, but they still got a reality check. Uh, I guess used to USC, but uh but yeah, I, I think Washington State can win this straight out. So plus the six and a half points, uh, uh I feel good about that. Yeah, I'm pretty much gonna on the same page as you. I think Utah is pretty overrated. And Washington State's obviously got the firepower to um, go get that win. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State at Baylor. This is our plus one game of the week because neither team are ranked. But Iowa State, two and a half point favorites. And we've all got Iowa State in this. Uh, I know Baylor's undefeated. But Iowa State was preseason. They were ranked. They only have that loss to Iowa, which was really close. And... Uh, I just think Iowa State's going to be the better team. I think they're going to be better coached, and and uh, it's only a two and a half point spread, so it's pretty much a pick 'em game. And I like Iowa State in that. 
And looking at uh, Baylor's schedule so far, the toughest team they've played at this point is Rice. So I think Iowa State's going to go and get that win, probably by more than that two-point spread. Yeah. All right, so that concludes the college part of the show. Uh, we're going to move on to now NFL talk. And since we didn't know the result of the Chicago-Washington game, we're going to share it here as Chicago wins 31-15. to Huge defensive game by the Bears' defense. Forcing a lot of turnovers. Uh, Eric and I were the only ones getting this one right. And we factored it into our final standings for the year cumulatively. And yeah, now... That one. <laughs> what did you say there, Eric? Uh, I, I said I needed that one. Yeah. Would have, I mean, I'm only one game behind everybody else now, but that would have put me two behind Connor and Nate. So I, I was glad to get that one. Yeah, it's it's a three three way tie for first place. Kind of surprising because Nate had that huge lead early in the season. Uh, It's what think. Yeah, I think just going back to the last couple weeks, even this week, a lot of our picks have been pretty similar. So we all kind of like won and lost the same. Yeah, I made a few bad picks uh, last week, but um, definitely got kind of evened out there. Mm Mhm. Yeah, so in in this episode, or in, in this prediction set here, looking at it, I, all the games that we have, three of us are picking the same team. So it's not like there's many 2-2 splits, or well, there's none at all. But And then a lot of these games we are consensus and agreement with. But there's a couple, and I'll be anxious to see why you guys picked who you picked, and then I'll tell you guys why who I picked. But... Philly at Green Bay is the Thursday night game, and Nate was the only one taking Philly here. Uh, Green Bay's looked a lot better than I thought they would. Their defenses looked better. Philly's defense hasn't looked very good. Philly in general hasn't looked very good. And it's at Green Bay, so that's a huge advantage for the Packers in that. Uh, Coming off a short week, I think Philly is still a little bit banged up with injuries. Uh, I I like Green Bay in this game. I, I like them quite a bit, actually. Uh, so Philly's not having the season that I anticipated for sure, and Green Bay's having kind of the opposite of what I predicted them to be having so far. So so I like Green Bay just because I like their defense a lot better. They should be able to stop Philly, and uh, and they should be able to put up points on that Philly defense that everybody's put up points on. Um, so I think, oh, there, yeah, Eric's up next. I guess oh, okay. Oh, so I, I thought Nate was going to go next since he picked yeah. definitely. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm picking Green Bay also. I I have to agree with pretty much everything that Zach said. I, I think if Philly didn't have so many injuries and banged up players that they're dealing with right now, I might have leaned more towards philly but at the same time they've got a lot they're dealing with there and then not every time but a lot of the times in these thursday night games the home team uh wins it's a big advantage to get the home game on those thursday nights you know with the short week and everything so i i I feel like green bay i'm giving green bay the edge but now i'm definitely curious since you pick differently than us uh why you're going with the eagles here um so i was 
always kind of try and pick one upset per week, trying to keep it interesting. Um, but I, I think Philly, I think they're, I think they're in a good spot for an upset here. Um, they get Alshon Jeffrey back this week, which is should be another um, weapon for Carson Wentz. And I think, I think this is the week they finally wake up and kind of get things going. Um, they should have beat the Lions last week. They had every opportunity to do so, but drops. Obviously, the drops by Aguilar are pretty um, publicized this week. Um, I think if they just clean up a few of those little mental errors. They should, you know, be able to be the team that we all pick them to um, be coming into this year. So I think this this week they go and upset Green Bay and kind of start putting everything together. Okay. Uh, the next four or five games here, we're all in unanimous uh, decisions with, but Tennessee at Atlanta, we've all got the Falcons winning. That's kind of a little bit of a closer game. Uh, I can see why some people might be picking Tennessee, but with it being in Atlanta, I think is is why we all have Atlanta winning. But still, that that one might be closer in score. Uh, New England at Buffalo. Uh, even though both teams are undefeated, whoa, uh, <laughs> we've all got. <laughs> that's a little like ding noise. Ding. Both teams yeah, are. Was, are <laughs> Uh, but we've all got the Patriots. I mean, you can't pick them to lose until they actually do, I guess. I tried to to be cute with that Miami pick <laughs> week two, but, but yeah, I mean, until they lose, it's going to be hard to pick against them, and especially, like, Buffalo, who can never seem to beat them. Uh, but I'll definitely be rooting for him for sure. Uh, yeah, this would be other, I know Nate's not, but yeah. I mean, this would right. be one I'd be fine with if I get it wrong. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if Buffalo's defense actually makes an effort. It'll be a um, go a long way towards seeing if Buffalo is actually a legit um, wild card contender this year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, KC at Detroit. We've all got Kansas City in this. I I like Detroit, but. I mean, it's like New England. Like you can't pick against Kansas City uh, with that offense. Um, no matter how you know surprising well the other team that they're facing is, like Buffalo and Detroit have been. Uh, Oakland at Indianapolis. We've all got Indianapolis. Oakland season is on like the verge of collapse. I think uh, they had that Monday night win against Denver, but losing two straight now. Uh, thing you know. I this is what I thought Oakland would be the last two games really an uninspiring game in Minnesota and Indianapolis uh, looked really good in the first half against Atlanta they were more average in that second half but they should be able to to beat Oakland here and the Chargers at Miami Dolphins we've all got the Chargers winning even though they've got to go all the way from LA to Miami We've got them actually as our survival picks of the week. So uh, all four of us are taking the Chargers in survival this week just because they're playing the Dolphins. Uh, the Chargers haven't been the best team yet. I mean, they haven't played up to their potential, but Miami certainly not played up to their potential or I don't know how high their potential is, but... <laughs> I don't know where you were going for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of started saying that, and I was like, well, Miami doesn't have that much potential, but no, like, still, I mean, for an NFL team, they've given up a record amount of points uh, in the first three weeks, and 
like the, the point margin is so bad. Uh, but the next one here is where we differ a little bit on Washington at the New York Giants. Connor's the only one taking Washington, so I'd be interested to hear his reasoning if he was in this episode. But uh, New York, I mean, the Giants did come up with that win against Tampa last week. Washington's been really uninspiring for me. Especially with Case Keenum, they're not going to win any games, I think. And Daniel Jones looked good. If he can play even half as good as he played last week, I think the Giants win this game, even with no Saquon. Uh, I just don't have faith in Washington. I assume you guys are on the same page with me, but yeah, I I contemplated picking Washington because of the Saquon Barkley injury, but at the same time, I feel like New York might be. I mean, I don't want to say they're like getting in stride just yet because Tampa is not the greatest team in the world or anything. But I mean, obviously they had a good game though to get 32 points whereas that same Tampa team had just held Carolina to 12 points the week prior so um I I definitely give New York Giants the edge here but I mean I did watch the Washington Redskins game against the Cowboys the previous week and they just don't inspire me at all I mean they, they have a lot of injuries on defense, and their offense just isn't that good. I, As I said last week, they're going to be a team where I have a really hard time picking them to win any games right now. I, I don't see them winning very many. Yeah, I think New York's going to get done even without Saquon. Um, I think after watching Daniel Jones last week, I think he brings like an edge to this offense he didn't have with Eli Manning as far as his mobility and you know just general playmaking ability. So I, I think he should you know probably shred Washington um, after seeing the way they've looked the last couple of weeks. So that's why I'm going with the Giants here. All right, sounds good. Cleveland at Baltimore. Uh, Nate's the only one taking Cleveland in this. We the three of us at Baltimore. Uh, this is this is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm giving Baltimore the edge because of home field advantage. Uh, Cleveland, they really should have beat the Rams last week, but it's just Baker Mayfield is not playing great right now. He's making too many mistakes. He actually has more interceptions than Jameis Winston, believe it or not. Uh, the Browns don't have a good O-line. I think Baltimore can take advantage of that. And... I think Baltimore, while Cleveland does have a really good defense, Baltimore, I think, can kind of ground and pound their way to a win here. And if it was in Cleveland, I'm, I might pick Cleveland, but considering it's in Baltimore, they, I, I think Baltimore should be able to win this. But this is going to be one of the more entertaining games of the week still. Uh, as there's two, you know, this is, you know, I think the AFC North is now between these two teams uh, for sure. So the winner of this is going to take a big step forward towards winning that division. Um, yeah, I, I've i got Baltimore as well. They have impressed me a lot more this season than Cleveland has. I know their uh, two wins were against Miami and Arizona, which, you know, that's nothing special, but 
they had great offensive performances in those games, and they actually almost had a comeback. Yeah, they almost had a chance to make a comeback victory against the Chiefs, which would have been amazing with as good as Kansas City has been, and that was on the road to that game. So, whereas Cleveland, I mean, they beat the Jets, but they got destroyed by the Titans, who are showing that you know they're not a great team right now, and they did almost beat the Rams, though, so it is a little hard to tell, but Baltimore just impressed me more than Cleveland has this season, and so that that's why I'm giving them the edge in this game. Um, I think Cleveland's going to be the toughest defense that Baltimore has faced this year. I think Lamar Jackson's been amazing to start out. I think better than most people picked him to be, but at the same time, he's played against Miami, Arizona, and the Chiefs defense, which has not done anything special. Um, so this will be a, a test to see really where he's at, too. And um, I think Cleveland, that defense, hopefully they can hold Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense to about 21 points. This game should be winnable for them. Either offense is going to get it on the track um, this game. Hopefully they get the ball to Odell a little bit more. Um uh, and I think that'll be a big key to win this game. All right. Uh, Carolina at Houston is the next game here. We've all got Houston winning. Tampa Bay at the Los Angeles Rams. We've all got the Rams winning. A lot of these games this week we are in unanimous decisions <laughs> with. Uh, you know, But Seattle at Arizona, this is the one where, where I'm going to be different on from you guys as I've got Arizona. Everybody else in the group has Seattle. And my pick here with Arizona, it's a home game for them. Uh, And I'm not really impressed with Seattle. So if it was in Seattle, I'd pick them. But considering it's in Arizona, and I think Kyler's going to have a bounce-back week. Uh, I think last week was was not a good week at all for him. But the first two weeks he had were pretty good. He put his team in, in a chance to win both those games. I know Arizona's not a good team besides him, but Seattle's just, I mean, they the score in that New Orleans game is so, like, it, it, just looking at the score does not tell you the whole picture of the game. Uh, and in Arizona, they, they lost to Carolina, but I predicted that to happen. I, I think Arizona's gonna, gonna get their first win of the season here. I think it's gonna be kind of like a will to win sort of a deal. And, and Seattle, I, I just don't have faith in Seattle. Um, so, so that's, that's my thoughts on this. Yeah, I don't really necessarily have a ton of faith in either of these teams but Seattle's the difference for me between the two teams is when they've both been in close games Seattle has found a way to get it done in some of their games whereas Arizona hasn't and until Arizona can start winning some games I just have a hard time believing in them enough to pick them I, I trust Russell Wilson more than I do Kyler Murray, I guess, basically, which is kind of why I gave Seattle an edge over a couple of the teams when we were doing our NFC West 
prediction video mm-hmm. a way a while way back. But <laughs> so I I'm I'm going with Seattle, but at the same time, I, if Arizona wins, I'm I'm not going to be completely shocked or blown away. Like this is definitely not a game I would lock or anything. But yeah, I I, I just had. Like I said, Seattle's been able to get it done, though, in closer games this year, whereas Arizona hasn't yet. So I, Arizona's got to prove it to me before I before I start picking them. I agree. I, I had kind of a tough time with this pick. I debated it a lot. Um, I think Kyler Murray should have, um, shouldn't have too much difficulty against Seattle's defense. They've been kind of underwhelming this season. But I think after watching Russell Wilson and the offense play against the Saints defense, which has been pretty solid so far, um, the way they looked uh, last week, I think he should, you know, be able to go and put up some good numbers versus um, Arizona's defense. So that's why I'm going with Seattle here. I think both teams can probably put up points this week, but I think Russell Wilson gives me a little, a little bit more confidence that Seattle will put up more than Arizona will. Yeah, I'm kind of. This is kind of like a bold prediction here for me. Picking Arizona as their first win uh, because obviously they haven't won in a long time, so it's not you know it'd be it'd be surprising to most, but I think this is the one that gives them the best chance to do that. Uh, going down here, Minnesota at Chicago. Eric's the only one taking the Bears in this. Everybody else has Minnesota. Uh, this was a really close one for me. I was contemplating Chicago with this, but really I'm still just afraid of picking Mitch Trubisky. When that's what it really boils down to for me. Minnesota's got that running game down right now. I mean, that's their whole offense is running the ball. Uh, so I think that might have some success against Chicago, known for their pass rushing. But obviously it's still a tough defense to go up against. But uh, And it's in Chicago. But I, I still think Minnesota can can score and really run the clock down. And Chicago's still going to have a hard time playing up points against this defense because Minnesota's got a defense that you shouldn't slouch at. And I, with that, so combined with a good Minnesota defense, a bad Chicago offense, and uh, a Minnesota offense that can put up some points on, I think, a Chicago defense is the reason why I'm going with Minnesota here. Yeah, so I guess, well, this is actually the only one where I'm the only one different than everybody. I just realized that. But um, I got Chicago because I just think their defense is too good. When I look at who Minnesota's played so far with Atlanta, Green Bay, and Oakland, um Atlanta and Oakland, which were their two wins, they got a lot of points in those games. But both of those defenses are not very good. So, whereas their game against Green Bay, and even Green Bay, I'm still, I still have trouble fully trusting their defense, but Green Bay's defense did a lot better against them, and I think Chicago's defense is better than Green Bay's. I, I just don't see Minnesota being as successful running the ball against the bears as they have been in some of these other games. I feel like Chicago is going to game plan 
to heavily focus on stopping the run and forcing Kirk Cousins to beat them. And Kirk Cousins hasn't exactly been lighting it up this year so far. Um, I don't know with like with Stefan Diggs if if he hasn't been getting open or if Kirk Cousins has just not been seeing him. I haven't seen too many uh, plays from Minnesota. I haven't got to really watch them much this year yet, but so I'm curious about that. But he has not been getting targeted hardly at all, and like Thielen's been getting involved a little bit, but Dalvin Cook's been their whole offense so for the most part, and I feel like Chicago is going to game plan around that now at the same time i won't be shocked if minnesota wins because of what you said zach about mitch trubisky (laughs) it is hard to predict with him being their quarterback i i'm definitely not sold on him at all but i do feel like he's gotten a little bit better since that loss against green bay in week one i feel like I don't know if the I don't know if the coaches been have been coming up with like better designed plays for him where he's not having to read defenses quite as much or what exactly has been going on. But of course, it did also help that the Bears got five turnovers in their uh, game against the Redskins. That that makes it easy for any offense. But I'm I don't think they're going to be quite that good against Minnesota, especially with them being a run heavy team. I feel like this is going to be a low scoring game something probably like 20 to 17 or something like that but i just have to give the give the bears the edge at home and i just i don't know if i trust kurt if if chicago is able to shut down minnesota's run game i don't know if i can just i don't know if i can trust kurt cousins to get it done the way he's been playing this year i just i don't trust him so i'm yeah i'm going i'm going but like i said i kind of like the arizona seattle one I won't be shocked if it goes the other way around. I feel like both of those games are going to be really close, but I'm giving the Bears a slight edge here. I think the Vikings are going to get it done just because big key for me is if Dalton Cook can still produce against this tough deep Chicago defense. Um, if he gets going on the ground and helps carry this Minnesota offense along, I don't think that – I don't totally trust uh, the Bears offense to um, be able to keep up. So I think these are both probably the top two teams in the NFC North. I don't know. I still don't think Green Bay is for real. Um, we'll see how they play the rest of the season. This will be a big matchup uh, for the rest of the year, but I think Minnesota is going to get it done. All right. Uh, Jacksonville at Denver here. Uh, I'm the only one taking Denver. Everybody else at Jacksonville. Obviously, I hope I'm wrong with this, but uh, – <laughs> yeah, I mean, going back to the the to the Denver at home in September thing, I mean, yeah, I'm just going to never pick against them at home no matter who they're playing uh, is what it boils down to. I just think that home environment is such an advantage for them. And Jacksonville has a history of really struggling out west, going on the road for whatever reason. Uh I mean, all signs point to Jacksonville in this game, but uh, but yeah, I I think Denver's got a good defense. They they could be able. It pains me to to say this. That's why I'm gonna gonna try and make this quick. But Denver's <laughs> defense, I think, can can be pretty good, and uh, and I can see that the Jags defense giving up some points to this offense, which I think is aside from the. I mean, they really should have more points 
than they've scored with their red zone struggles of Joe Flacco. But but yeah, I, I, enough said there. <laughs> Zach's, Zach's like, I'm done with this game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a hard time picking this too because of what Zach said about the Jaguars tending to struggle when they go out west. I, I don't know what their problem has been with that. It seems like that's been a problem almost the entire time this franchise has existed. I, I don't understand. It hasn't mattered like what players we have or who our coaches are, even who our owner is. Like that, they've had a struggle with that. I don't. I don't know what the deal is, but I just feel like this Broncos team is struggling really bad right now. I know. Everybody's kind of frustrated around them, around their with the fan base and just the players and everything. It just seems like, oh yeah, Zach's, yeah. <laughs> one of the Broncos players, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders said the Broncos are living in a world of suck right now. Like that's not good. So <laughs> there's just, I just feel like Denver's kind of falling apart. Whereas it seemed like Jacksonville was kind of falling apart, but. They got that big win Thursday night in prime time, and everybody's really rallying around Minshew right now as the quarterback. And I'm hoping the Jaguars can is is actually that's who uh, there's Gardner Minshew right there. Yeah, <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, if you don't know who he is, look him up. But um, anyway, I just I feel like Jacksonville should be able to win this game. They've they've got momentum on their side right now. They've had extra time to rest since they played in the Thursday night game. I just, I'm hoping they can overcome their failures of West coast travels and find a way to get this done. It just seems like there's a lot of positive energy around the team right now. So I'm hoping, man, Zach, I obviously any pick we have where we disagree on, obviously I'm, going to hope that yours is wrong but i'm especially hoping you get this one wrong <laughs> <laughs> all right i think jacksonville's gonna get it done this week just because they're gonna be coming off the momentum of that big win last week i think they kind of are got that self-confidence going with Minshew as a quarterback he can make the throws that i don't think jacksonville's been able to, been able to make since you know really i don't know, maybe the david garrard days um i don't know but I think his offense definitely has a new dimension to it. And like Zach was saying, I think Denver's – or like um, Eric was saying, I think Denver's kind of falling apart. So I think it should be a pretty decent win for Jacksonville to keep this momentum going. All right. Uh, another thing on my side that I want to uh, look up here and, and find out – it's only Tuesday when we are doing this, but I want to see what Calais Campbell's uh, injury – status is um so i guess i mean from these news stories that he uh he's fine okay that was two weeks ago he was on the injury report but i guess he's a trooper he's gonna play probably yeah talks about his excitement to play in his hometown of denver so he's gonna play so that then you know that gives you guys a little bit more confidence there but Moving down here, uh, Dallas at New Orleans is the Sunday night game. I'm the only one taking New Orleans here. I think Dallas has been really overrated. Uh, talk about not having to play anybody. They've played Miami, Washington, and New York. Those are their three games. Now they go on the road to New Orleans. 
It's a hostile place to play in. I think with or without Drew Brees, I think this is going to be a Saints win. And, uh, I mean, obviously we know there's not going to be Drew Brees, but Teddy Bridgewater looked nice in that Seattle win. And, yeah, I, I just think Dallas's defense hasn't shown me that much confidence that they're going to be as good as they were last year. The offense has been good for Dallas, but the defense is what I'm afraid of there. And I, I like New Orleans' defense a little bit more. Um, they gave up mostly just garbage time yards and points in that last game. So aside from that, they they have a, a better defense than people give them credit for. And, and I don't think Dallas's defense is that great as they thought coming into the season. So... I and I really like Alvin Kamara too. I mean, he's so dynamic as a pass catcher, as a running back. He's going to be a huge part of this New Orleans offense. So, so I've got the Saints here. Only one with the Saints. You guys all have Dallas. So, yeah, I I would have definitely been more tempted to pick the Saints if Drew Brees was playing in this, but based on I mean, I will say I did not get to watch the game, but from what I saw and read about Teddy Bridgewater's performance against the Seahawks, he basically played a game manager type of role. And I just don't think that's going to get it done against Dallas. I do I do have to disagree a little bit about your comments regarding the Cowboys' defense. I actually... Because I've, I've watched all three of Dallas's games, and I know they haven't played anybody great yet or anything, but their defense has been really good so far. And this is going to be a you know true test coming against a better team with better weapons. We'll you know we'll start finding out you know if the Cowboys are for real you know here in the coming weeks. Now that their schedule is going to get a little more difficult, but they're linebacking core especially is really good. I, I don't think there's a better linebacking trio in the NFL better than Leighton Vanderesh, Jalen Smith, and Sean Lee. There, You can't... I don't think you can argue that. Their defensive line's been pretty good getting pressure on the quarterbacks. Their secondary is... I wouldn't say they're elite, but they're definitely an above-average secondary. My concern would be in this game, though, would be the Cowboys offense coming back down to earth a little bit because they have been really good. But going up against a true, you know, top more of a top tier defense this week on the road is going to be really interesting. So I think if Dallas wins this game, then they prove they're for real. If not, we'll see how they go from there. But with no Drew Brees, though, I just have I just have trouble picking against the Cowboys in this game for that reason. So I'm, I'm sticking with Dallas. I think this can be a pretty evenly matched game. Probably pretty close, but the reason why I'm in Dallas is just, I think their offense does have some pretty solid firepower. I know they haven't played great teams, but they still have uh, Zeke, Amari Cooper. Dax looked pretty solid and their play calling has been a lot more creative than, as it has been more creative than it has been in recent years. So I like them to keep up the production versus Saints defense. And I think Teddy Bridgewater played pretty good last week. But, I mean, Seahawks defense wasn't great. And 
Um, I think he's. I think what it's going to come down to is I think he's going to make one or two bad throws. I might get intercepted or just might not convert a big third down. That's, and that's what's going to help Dallas uh, come out with this win. All right. Yeah, that that's definitely true. Uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. We've all got Pittsburgh in this. This is really kind of like Eric said before the podcast. I agree with him. Like an underwhelming Monday night football game. Both teams at 0-3, so... The loser is going to be out of the playoffs for sure. And, uh, I mean, not for sure anything happened, but, like, the odds are really slim for the loser. And uh, and even the winner's still got an uphill climb ahead for them. Uh, but being at Pittsburgh, I think, gives me confidence in taking the Steelers here. If it was at Cincinnati, I might actually consider them. But, uh, but yeah, I've, I've got Pittsburgh here. Um, I wonder, though, if Pittsburgh is starting to regret trading their first-round pick uh, to the Dolphins now that it's looking more and more like it might be a, a really a really valuable pick. But uh, when we get Connor back on the show, maybe after this game's over, maybe after we know the result in this game, and if they lose, I want to see where he's thinking uh, and what he thinks of Minka Fitzpatrick and what he thanks of giving up that first overall pick that they have. So with that being said, guys, we'll move on to our fantasy segment of the show to show you guys our lineups and really, really uh, just the lineups. <laughs> thought there was any more, it, though, but... <laughs> there was Zach's 42-point uh, victory over me there. I, I, might, I, I am the ranting podcasters. Maybe I'm going to rant about how bad my team was. <laughs> Yeah, oh, gosh, dude, that was so frustrating. I was the only one that didn't crack a hundred points. Like, I, this is very frustrating for me right now. Yeah, yeah. So here's here's a look at the standings uh, between the podcasters. The co-host with the most, we said, probably should be renamed the co-host with the least right now. <laughs> oh, ouch! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know. <laughs> It's not the most if they're in the bottom, but uh, and then the other division with with Eric and myself, um, I'm undefeated so far, so obviously I'm, that makes me in first place. And ranting podcasters down towards the bottom here, but still, when you look at the the total points, I mean anything can happen in this division for sure. And then let's look at our week four matchups. So the first one. Here, me up against Nathan, Levy on a prayer versus the Creators. Yep. I don't, I don't understand why I've got this little bronze outline. You've got a silver one. Oh no, a platinum one. Wow. Yeah, basically, Yahoo, they like give you points based on how many games you've won. And I've been playing with Yahoo since um, like 2013, so I've accumulated a lot of wins. And I made the playoffs a few times in my other leagues, so I think that's what it. Cause see, that's like that record is combined with um, this league and my yeah. other leagues, so. Yeah, um, I guess it's a thing Yahoo does. Yeah. But, Let me look at my rating uh, now. I'm platinum level uh, fantasy football player. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done very good in fantasy in my career. <laughs> I'll be honest. Never won a championship. Dude. You're doing good this year. <laughs> I do have a tie, though. I wonder. Let me look and see if Nate's ever oh. had a tie. 
No, he never I, has. I know I haven't. I've been close, but yeah. Uh, but none of that matters when we look at this matchup here. So I've got a little bit of. I mean, obviously he's got one player with zero points, so that's going to go up when he gets a real tight end in his lineup. Right. But but yeah, so quarterback matchup. I've got Wentz. You've got Rivers. Um, could go either way, but I'm considering actually picking up somebody other than Wentz. To be honest, that might not be who I start, just because I'm worried about that Green Bay defense on a Thursday night. Uh, Juju That's and Stefan Diggs. Yeah, so don't be shocked if I take Wentz out of my starting lineup. I just don't carry a backup quarterback right now. So I'll have to look at the availability of the free agents. Uh, Juju and Stefan Diggs. I mean, I hope. Underwhelming for I sure. know. I, I hope Diggs keeps being underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> I won't uh, be surprised if he doesn't hit that 14 point projection. Yeah. Uh, Boyd and Chris Godwin here are wide receiver two matchups. Take that as you will. Uh, Running backs, this is obviously the stars of both of our teams. As I've got Kamara, you've got McCaffrey. They've been about even, I'd say, in, in fantasy. I mean, Kamara had, has had two really good weeks. Week two was a disappointment, only getting seven points. And McCaffrey, same thing, uh, pretty, much. pretty much, pretty much exactly yeah. the same thing. I think he's in a little. McCaffrey's in a little bit better, but still, pretty much the same you know, thing. And Kamara's going up against Dallas, McCaffrey against Houston. Uh, Joe Mixon is my RB2 compared to your James White. Uh, James White is not really a running back, but interesting. He got zero. Was he hurt in that game? I guess he, that makes- so his wife um, had their baby uh, Sunday, so he didn't make the trip to Miami. Or um, he didn't make the – I'm sorry, they weren't on the road. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't play last week, basically for that. Okay. But, okay. So he's perfectly healthy. Okay. Yeah. So Nixon scared me a little bit last week. He he finally had a good week, but still, I'm a little bit nervous with him. Mark Andrews, I like as a tight end, even though he only scored four and a half points last week. He had seven targets. They obviously feature him a lot in this offense, so I, I like having Mark Andrews there. Uh, we don't know your tight end yet, so I'm not going to comment on that. You'll have to find someone on the waivers. <laughs> Got a uh, waiver in for Will Disley right now from the Seahawks. Hopefully he can get – I'm only you know, hoping for about eight points out of him, just someone to fill the gap this week. What's your waiver priority? Because now I know. Um, I haven't looked. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be a super sought-after guy. I'm not going to do that, yeah. But um, <laughs> that's what I'm targeting at least. Yeah. All right, so – one of my favorite players, Mikkel Hardman. I like oh, his yeah, name. Speedster. Yeah. <laughs> um, looks a little bit mar- like Marquise Lee here in this picture. Whenever I see <laughs> it, I always think of Marquise Lee. But, uh, but yeah, he doesn't get a whole lot of targets. But the last two weeks, I mean, with no Tyree Kill in here, you know, anybody in that KC offense can get points any week. So that's why I'm starting him here. Uh, I, I like his, his speed. He can just take it to the house on any given play. So I, I definitely like that as my flex. And then you've got Allen Robinson, a little bit different styles as he's more of a volume catch person. Right. As you see here, more seven, four, and six receptions, but still has not found the end zone yet. I find that a little bit problematic 
and the Bears offense, I just really that's I've got some people on my bench that I'm not starting that are Bears because I'm just so scared of their offense. Uh, kickers, yeah. <laughs> Green Bay, I've got Green Bay's defense. <laughs> I've got Green Bay's defense. I know Philly, you know, might be saying, oh, but it's Philly. But look at Green Bay's defense for the first three weeks. I mean, the sacks are there. The interceptions are there. The fumbles are there. Even if they give out some points to Philly, I think they can get some of these extra points for the categories. Uh, I think that's a low projection for them, six points. Eight would be a good prediction for them, but I'm, I'm going to hold on to them. I, I like Green Bay's defense so far. And then you've got Cleveland's defense over here. They've been pretty good. Well, the first they've been, they've been decent. Yeah, first week kind of skewing their thing down. Yeah, they've they rebounded, but uh, that's right. going to be interesting to see if you stick with them or not. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's our our matchup. So, Eric, I want you to give a neutral prediction in that game. Who do you think is going to win? A uh, neutral prediction. Oh wow. Um, wow. Okay, Jump I was go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> when I will say, uh, unless I looked at the uh, waiver priority and. Nate is number three, so unless whoever's one or two puts a claim in for Disley's going to get him, I actually put in a claim for him also. I had already oh. done But wow. I, I'm eighth in line, so I won't <laughs> be getting him. Um, but looking at this, uh, so I'm just going to basically assume that Disley then is going to be <laughs> Nate's tight end, but I'm going to give a slight edge to Zach here. I I like Green Bay as a better defense. I like uh, I like Zach's receivers a little bit better simply because Diggs has been really underwhelming this season so far and I have Godwin in our family league and he's been really up and down. Like he's had one week where he'd have like a big game and then the next week he had like a dud game and so it's he's either going to finish like well over that projected 16.69 or he's going to get like six <laughs> like you know what I mean it, it yeah. he's he's hard to predict so i just i overall like the consistency of Zach's team just a little bit better but I, at the same time i'm not going to i don't think this is going to be like a blowout or anything i mean th- this is going to be this is going to be a pretty close game i think mm-hmm all right, so let's look over at the other podcasters' matchup. Really close Yahoo projections here. I guess you guys are... I'll, we'll just focus on Eric, as I see he's got the gold outline. Yeah, yeah. Bronze. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Eric, you can run down your team, and then Nate and I will give our neutral picks... Yeah, I will say, looking at this, I am surprised that Lamar Jackson has a higher projected fantasy point total this week than Russell Wilson. Um, Obviously, I would want uh, Lamar. I'm obviously hopeful that Lamar Jackson is going to do better since he's on my team. But I personally believe that Russell Wilson is going to have a better game than... Lamar Jackson. It may not be by much, but I 
going Arizona's defense is terrible and Cleveland has a pretty solid defense. So I don't know if I agree with that projection as for uh, OBJ and Julio, this will be a fairly close matchup, but again, Julio Jones is going against a weaker defense. If Tennessee throws Malcolm Butler on Julio Jones, Julio's going to torch them. But at the same time though, the only reason why I might feel better about OBJ is because Matt Ryan has had some really up and down performances right now. Like even just within the games, like he'll have like a terrible first half, but then a great second half. So it kind of just depends on which Matt Ryan is going to show up to this game. But if good Matt Ryan shows up, I do worry about that matchup. Um, As for Cooper versus Williams, I do agree with Yahoo's projections. I Amari Cooper has been, rock solid this year he's a heavily featured player in um the uh cowboys offense and their passing attack and i want to say michael gallup is still going to be out so i expect cooper to still get a ton of targets um nick chubb versus mccoy i don't know if connor's going to keep mccoy in there because i think damian williams is supposed to come back and mccoy got kind of banged up at the end of that game so I don't know if Connor's going to keep McCoy in there, but if he does, I'm giving the edge to Chubb. I don't. He know took who. James Connor out. That's interesting. Yeah. He might put James Connor back in. I don't know. I don't know if he already has set this for the week or if yeah, this was last. Yeah. That's why I was saying like, let's so, focus more on your side than his. But so Todd Gurley over Marlon Mack. I I, I think Todd Gurley's going to hopefully get you know back I don't think he had two yeah he didn't do that well against Cleveland but I like that they've still been featuring him a lot so I know he had a bad game last week but at home against Tampa Bay I have a lot more confidence in him uh tight end has been my weakest position like in like all my league well actually I guess in my blitz team league I do I have decent tight ends there but of course, the week Vance McDonald got 22 points. He was on my bench that week, and then <laughs> the other two weeks I started him. So I that's why I was really hopeful to get Disley because I've had a really disappointing group of tight ends this year. So uh, I'm not really – I don't know if I'm going to start him yet, even though I have Hawkinson as well. I might be looking through free agents uh, after the waiver wires pass. So I, I don't like my tight end position at all. That It's – definitely been my biggest weakness for sure chris carson had a great start but he hasn't done well the last two weeks so i don't know for sure if i'm going to start him either uh and seattle's defense has been one i've held on to they haven't been that great but i don't you know i don't know how i feel about arizona so i may keep them but i usually stream defenses so the bottom like four on my team other well, i'll probably keep the kicker but the, the bottom four on my team might be getting rotated here, but at the same time, I don't really have many options uh, as to who I can put in because I've been yeah. holding on Elvin Gordon and AJ Green. I've been kind of holding on. If they both come back, then I feel like my team's going to be a lot more dangerous. But so looking at this right now, I if if I was a betting man, I'm probably giving the slight edge to Connor, especially assuming he, if he takes LaShawn McCoy out and puts James Connor back in, I'm giving him a slight edge, but I do have a lot of big playmakers on my team. So I'm not going to rule myself out, but honestly, I would give a slight edge to Connor here. I don't know. Okay. About wow. 
I would, yeah, obviously, I never, obviously yeah. I'm super hopeful I'm wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good you're able to, you know, put put your neutral glasses on and look at this like that. But I'm actually picking you. Uh, if we were to go with these, the matchups that we see on our screen right here, I would pick you. Um, your team, I just like it a little bit better overall. But I want to see what Nate says on I'm gonna give, you're, you're breaking the tie here, Nate. I'm, I'm going to give the, the edge to Eric here as well. Um, I think the receivers um, have a little bit more potential, um, just in my opinion. I like the running backs as well. I think I give you the edge because Nick Chubb and Todd Gurley are both pretty solid. I think Marlon Mack's been great so far, but I think McCoy, um, you never know how he's going to use it on a week-to-week basis. So really because of those two position groups, why well, I'm going to – um, give your team the edge this week. Well, thank yeah. you for that. I appreciate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the votes of confidence. Yeah. Might need to get an Alvin Kamara jersey if he, yeah. keeps, if he keeps being my MVP. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, thanks, guys, for uh, for listening and watching this video. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, this is our 26th video, so we forgot to mention in our last one, but it was our 25th video. It's been an amazing run so far. I've had tons of fun doing it with these guys, and uh, and we've we've had some great moments. And there's going to be many more to come as we're just getting started here, just a couple months into Clutch Crew Sports' uh, birth. And uh, and yeah, so thank you to everybody who supported and liked our videos, watched them, commented everything about it. Clutch Crew Sports. Um, Really hope that we've given you guys some good content and uh, and really entertained you guys a little bit too in some of our our banter. So I and also I want to give a thank you to Eric, Connor, Nathan uh, for contributing your guys' time into this. As as you know, this is my idea with with coming up with this podcast, and you guys have been great hosts to work with. Uh, really been impressed with what you guys have been able to contribute to the show and look forward to keeping it going. So thank you to you guys as well. Um, yeah, man. We had a great time doing it. Yeah, so, yeah, same, same, man. I, uh, when you first, I remember when we first like talked about this, you're like, I'm thinking about doing a sports podcast. I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> Like we should totally do this. So yeah, I've, I've I've been honored to be a part of it. I've I've enjoyed every episode I've been able to be in. I hate nights when I don't get home to like midnight y'all's time and I'm not able to do them. Um, you know I <laughs> yeah. Uh, if it were up to me, like I'd be in all of them, but my schedule doesn't always allow that. But yeah, when, when I am able to do it, like you know I'm happy to do it. And you know, thank you to everybody that has tuned in and given us a listen. It you know, it helps us out. So we, we appreciate that too. Yeah. So, so with that being said, guys, we'll wrap this one up. I hope everybody has a great rest of your day. Peace. See you guys.